How about it now? Who's next out there? Step right up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and win a prize. These are things you would have heard me say many years ago when I worked at an amusement park. I remember distinctly one day when I was about 16, my parents came out to the park to see what I did. My dad was standing at the edge of the counter of the game I worked. Now no one knew he was my dad. Another man walked up to the game and he wanted to win a big prize that he saw hanging on the wall. So I, of course, did my job. And I kept promising him that I would help him win that prize. And the more money he laid down, the more promises I made. And of course, that guy finally kind of got tickled when he caught on because he expected this big prize and I pulled out a prize about the size of a quarter underneath the counter and gave it to him and then told him, but I can do you one better. If you give me, you know, five more dollars, I'll help you win that prize. And the guy laughed and laughed and he looked at my dad and he said, this girl ought to sell cars. She could sell me anything. And it was kind of funny way back then. It takes a lot of confidence to be a gamer. It takes uh, some confidence to know how to talk to your crowd. And that's one thing I've noticed in the world that we live in that is lacking. Confidence seems to be completely gone. It's like people don't have it anymore. They allow fear to dictate to them how they feel. I was talking to one of my children the other day about this very thing. They were struggling with a little bit of confidence. And I said, if you would like to have more confidence, I'll tell you how to get it. And they kind of just looked at me funny. And I said, you just have to think it. You have to tell people that you're confident. You don't do it in a cocky way, but you can literally tell people what to think and they will. And I can prove it to you. The Bible says, though a man thinks in his heart, that's what he is. And the more you think on something, it becomes a reality. If you think about it long enough, you'll do it. That's just a fact. But I can take it even one step further. We use a a therapy in this world uh, for patients that are amputees, or they might have something called CRPS, which I see in my job often. And these patients are in a great deal of pain. And there is a uh, an alternative therapy out there called mirror therapy. It was developed by a soldier, a retired airman who was an amputee. He created this uh, therapy in order to relieve pain that he had in his stump. And what it is, is that it's the use of a mirror that creates a reflective illusion, if you will, of the affected limb. What it does is it tricks the brain into thinking that movement has occurred without pain. It creates a positive visual feedback of limb movement. What it involves is placing the affected limb or the amputated limb behind the mirror and the good limb in front of it so that now it appears as though both limbs are intact. And the brain is so easily manipulated that it believes what it sees. And then that limb finds relief because it's being manipulated by the mind. Your mind is easily deceived. That's why the Bible probably says we walk by faith and not by sight, because what we see will often trick us. Circumstances and situations 
alike will confuse us and leave us conflicted and our emotions will be high, thus causing us to make poor decisions. If I could take you to a, a story found in the book of 1 Samuel about a man named Saul. Saul was so distraught about the situation in his life. He was a mess. He was jealous of David. He was just felt crazed. He was angry. He was so upset. And he got so desperate that he decided he would seek out a witch to tell him his future. He wanted to talk to Samuel, who had died. And so he he got to the place where he knew he couldn't talk to Samuel. So he, he went to a place called Indoor. And he goes there to find this witch. He knew he shouldn't have went. He knew that that was forbidden. And I can tell you how he didn't feel really good about going because he concealed who he was. He tried to be somebody else. Anytime, this is a side note, in this life that you have to pretend you're someone else or try to take on the identity of another, turn around and run away. Often imitated, never duplicated. You can never be someone else. You can imitate them all you want to, but you will never be them. And ultimately, that will leave you hurting and lacking. And I don't know who that was for, but I just wanted to get it out there. Anyways, Saul, he runs to this cave to go find this witch, which was the worst decision that he could have ever made. And if you don't know the rest of the story, I encourage you to look it up. First Samuel chapter 28. The point is that I'm making to you that Saul did things that he would not have normally done because his emotions had stressed him out to the place that he was seeking out other avenues. And that's not the best place to be in. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35, do not throw away your confidence, which has great reward. You need to be confident that the Lord has your back and he can take you places that men never could and he can do things in your life that no one else can. So don't be worried so much about tomorrow, but be confident that he who began a good work in you will complete it because that's his word. Confidence is everything and you should have a lot of it. And if you don't, Let me tell you how to get it. Start telling yourself the truth every day. You are more than a conqueror. You are an overcomer. You've got this. And your confidence isn't in man, but it's in the king of everything.